Hi, welcome back to another edition of Tailgate TV. We want to thank you so much for joining us here today. We are so excited about today's broadcast. A lot of great guests. Um, I, I in start over. We're not at a ball game. Hmm. We're not at a ball game. What did I say? You started to say today's ball game. Oh. You, you I, caught you. I, you what, stopped. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome to another edition of Tailgate TV. We want to thank you for tuning in. We are so excited about today's broadcast. A uh, lot of interesting uh, questions we've got. I can't wait to hear the answers from these great guests, and we appreciate the guests being on with us today. Uh, I'm Brad Davis, along with Cody Morris. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. So on today's show here, in just a, a few moments, you're going to see uh, Magal Chol Case, who is a uh, graduates now of Rich Hill did some great things there, and now he's going to play basketball in college. Not only do we have Magal coming on the show, but we have Magal's college coach, future coach, and athletic director um, from Ozark Christian College going to come on the show and talk to us a little bit about Magal. So that's going to be fun to have both of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have Coach Lamb on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we're going to have Brendan Patrick, who is a – accomplished athlete we'll just leave it at that for now because we're going to get into it later but he is an accomplished and decorated athlete um, from butler graduated this past year and he's going to come on and just share some stories with us and i'm i think that kid has some stories i would think so i'm, I'm excited to hear what he has and we also want to of course you know this is the part of the show where we like to take some time to thank everybody who makes these guests mm. possible because we can't do what we do without help absolutely and so thanks to everybody that helps us. Mid-America has been there with us for a long time. Sonic was one of our very first sponsors, and they hook us up with drinks all the time. And I, I just want to tell you, if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, it sounds so much better with the Sonic drink. It, it just does. Uh, the Butler Chamber of Commerce has recently come on um, to help us. So we want to thank them. We also want to tell you to go to their car show coming up July 22nd on the Butler Square with live music and food trucks. So check that out. O3 Customs. We've worked with them from the very beginning. They started making our hats for us when we first had this idea for the podcast. And uh, here the last month or two, they've come on as a sponsor as well. So we like to thank them for everything they do. CNS Graphics continues to help support us and Emmanuel Baptist Church. So we'd like to thank all of those sponsors who helped make this possible. I also want to tell you, if you're interested in being one, let us know. Absolutely. And we do appreciate our sponsors so much. Uh, enjoy those companies. Well, on the side, like yes. away from business, I, we've used every one of those people, but we appreciate them stepping up and uh, helping us here uh, on uh, Tailgate TV. Well, and that's the thing I was going to say. You know, we're we're really blessed mm -hmm. to be able to have sponsors that we enjoy. I mean, we don't Absolutely. we don't none of this is. I mean, it's all advertising, but none of it is us just reading a doing a product read off. These are all uh, people that we enjoy working with, and we've selected them because we enjoy them. I also want to say, you know, as we previewed the show a minute ago, I'm going to back up. One of the things that I'm the most excited about this episode is 
the tailgate picks that we're going to have coming up. <laughs> um, and that is, of course, at the end of the show. But we are going to be picking a possibly controversial uh, and controversial as in me and Brad may disagree, which never happens. Um, but I'm, I'm excited about that, too. So if you make it through the whole show, um, you're going to have possibly a pretty fun tailgate picks at the end of it. I, I'm, I'm excited about that. I, you know, there's, again, we we try not to be too controversial as no. far as what we're talking about. It's all in good fun. But uh, it's also a little bit of fun to uh, see the differences of opinion in, in things. So that's, that's, a, that's a good time. But anyway... But we do, and uh, we appreciate you watching this episode of Tailgate TV. Welcome back to Tailgate TV, where we have a great guest. Who do we have here with us, Brad? Brendan Patrick. Uh just a little bit, just a small portion of his resume. Yeah, we'd be here all day if we read the whole thing. <laughs> really would. I was looking, I was like, my goodness. And, and just his wrestling resume, too. Well, not right. to mention his other sports. Exactly right. So, the most successful wrestler in Buster, Butler history by far, two-time district wrestler of the year, three-time academic all-state, four-time conference champion, three-time, and it... If you get tired of me saying this, I'm going to continue. Three-time district there's a, there's champion. A fast button somewhere. Three-time state finalist. Two-time state champion. Most career wins with 170. I can't imagine wrestling 170 times, let alone winning. Most pins with 127. His overall career record, 174. And if I remember right, all of those four losses were freshmen and Sophomore year, correct? Yeah, and all of them are uh, two-time state champs. And oh, two wow. of them are Division One wrestlers. Oh, wow. <laughs> did not did not realize that. So they they were – that's impressive. It is impressive. All of them wrestled in college and were successful in college. Okay. So you didn't lose to any slums? No. Okay. <laughs> he didn't have a bad night. No. But and how much fun, uh, you know, doing your football games, doing your wrestling and things like that. Not that I got to do many uh, wrestling meets, but uh, – Great fun to watch you on the, on the field, just doing what really God has blessed you with, with athleticism and all the things and the heart. We'll, we'll get on to, to those things in a minute. But we saw you as a senior. We saw you as a junior, sophomore, as a freshman. We're going to go back a little bit. When did you get started in wrestling and football? Like, where did that all begin for you? Okay, so... Um my family hasn't been a wrestling family. Like we never like wrestled or anything. So my older cousin Colton Hobbs oh. wrestled, yep. and my dad found interest in it, and he was like, "We need to get you into that." So I started wrestling. Uh, I couldn't wrestle at four, so I started wrestling when I was four, turning five, and um, so we just I've been wrestling ever since, and we just loved it, and we knew it would make me a better athlete and it would turn out to be one of the best things that happened to me. I'm not so sure that you weren't the best thing that ever happened to wrestling, yeah. especially around here. Right. So, yeah, um, it, well, and the, I think now like best investments, that's what I was thinking. Oh, sure. Investments that we've made. Yeah. Well, and as you know, you said not, not just that it was good for you, but you've been so good for wrestling. Like looking mm. now at some of the wrestlers that are coming up through Butler, you know, and we had Anna Lee Gardner mm -hmm. on a little bit ago and we talked to her a little bit about how, I think her her success in pole vaulting kind of sparked some younger yes. kids that are now getting into it. Mm -hmm. But I think the same thing like with you, now there's there's a group full of, of younger wrestlers in Butler 
and and I think a lot of that is attributed to, to what you've done. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, you had I think there was another senior or two with you that were pretty good wrestlers. I mean, yeah. there was a pretty good class of you guys, was there not? Um. So yeah, there was Michaela and Josie. Mm-hmm. Josie was kind of, she kind of struggled earlier on in her career, but she stuck with it, and that's all that matters in wrestling. Wrestling takes right. time. Mm-hmm. If you're not natural at it, it takes a lot of time to learn and understand everything. Michaela was more on the natural side of it, and she found success, and she had some road blockage in the way, but ultimately she succeeded in wrestling very well. And Rodriguez coming up, he's just a junior this year. He's, boy, had great success, and then – the long young man that was a freshman this year, right? Freshman class is going to be really good. Okay. Uh, and again, a lot of that's, you know, when there's when there's a champion in your locker room. Yeah. Right? It it, it, it raises the intensity. Absolutely. Raises that, that more. With, with any sport. I mean, yes. you've seen that with our football program as mm-hmm. of like, you know, when, when you guys start having success, other kids, well, I want to be a part of that. I want Absolutely. to be part of a winning culture. Lead by example, follow by example. Mm. Mm-hmm. Great, great words. Yeah. Absolutely. So we talked about how you started in wrestling, but what about it? You know, you talk about how fun it was, but what about it just really popped out to you? What made you think this is something I want to do? This is fun. So um, I liked competing. I'm very competitive. I hate losing. Um, as you guys could probably tell, I just hate losing. And um, it just made me a better athlete around. I had a really big passion for football. I love football. And I knew wrestling would make me a better like person and better at football and everything. And just the people, the friends, coaches, mentors I've made from wrestling, that just, it, I, it's priceless. Like, I can't really put any amount on that. It's just, it's awesome. And I, I it's, I'm not going to lie, it's a love-hate, it's a love-hate <laughs> relationship with wrestling. Um, my family knows at times I didn't enjoy it, which sure. that comes with, ev- with everything. I hated it. And at the end of the day, it, it's probably the best thing that's probably ever happened to me. So, my son who wrestled hated it around Thanksgiving and Christmas because oh, yeah. you couldn't eat. Right? He was always trying to keep his this weight down. Be to my a certain first Thanksgiving, I'll be able to actually eat more than one plate. Uh, <laughs> I'll be able to eat until November. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that's that's yeah. the best well, part. And you said something. I think we've pointed out with other athletes that we've had on the show. And but and I think it's it's key to note every successful athlete that we have in mentions how much they hate losing i think but behind any good athlete there's that drive of i'm going to do whatever it takes to not lose again when you have that that one loss that second loss and you're like i don't like the way this feels and then it just drives you and motivates you and i think it shows like with you you know you had those four losses your first two years and then didn't have another one Mm -hmm. and it was just that it was two and two two freshman year two sophomore year yeah and then just said i don't want to do that again and didn't so the the strengths that you feel like, and again, we're talking a lot about wrestling, but obviously football, big, big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel like the strengths that you have personally that have helped you in your athletic side? Um, so I'm definitely competitive, as we were talking about. And obviously God gifted me with some amazing hips. My hips are awesome, and I just have great reaction time and, like, I feel like my body is just like low to center. I have really good uh, balance and everything. And um, in wrestling, especially, my hips were awesome, and my balance and everything was great. And it's just, uh, just naturally. That's all I gotta say is thank you to God for everything. Mm-hmm. 
he's given me. Absolutely. Well, I think especially in the position you played, you know, you mentioned wrestling and football. <laughs> that balance and the way that I've been able to see you bounce out of holes and, you yeah. know, keep your keep your balance, stay on your feet and come out of places when everybody thinks a play's dead. Yeah. And then here Brendan is popping out of the, the pile, running for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, being able to, you know, keep your balance and your strength. To, to not end up on the ground, and I think that's benefited you, yeah, in, in multiple multiple sports. I've always I always think ahead. Like I always think if this happens and what what happens here, and I always just I, my mind is just constantly thinking about things that can happen and results. And, and I think that's among other reasons. One reason I was never big into wrestling is because my mind doesn't always think yeah. that far ahead. And I think wrestling is one of those sports, from what I've I've come to know. That you have to be thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking, if, if he does this, I'm going to do this. I'm going to counter it this way. Uh-huh. And most of the things in wrestling is just natural. Like, in high school, I wrestled all throughout youth, and that's just like practice. That's practicing mm-hmm. for high school. And high school, a lot of it, I didn't really have to think. A lot of it, I didn't move that I wasn't even taught. It was just all natural stuff mm-hmm. that I did that I didn't even know that I could do. Like, so where did you learn that? I don't know. It just, yeah. just happened. Exactly. I've had conversations with the coaches and my parents, and like, where did you like do, what, learn to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just did it. <laughs> and there was one tournament. I saw something on YouTube or something, like a move, and uh, my coaches and parents were like, I've never seen you do that before. I was like, yeah, I just saw it last night, and I just did it. <laughs> Um, so little good cop, bad cop here. He's going to ask you about your strengths. What do you feel is your weakness? And maybe not necessarily weakness, but maybe something that you've had to work harder at or something that maybe has come natural to other people that, that you've had to put more work into. So my biggest weakness is probably, uh, my strength. Um, so in wrestling, I always wrestled people that were stronger than me and I always had to beat them with technique, speed, and my athleticism. And another big weakness is my mental state before matches. I um, I always doubted myself. I didn't think I was as good as I was. And freshman year, um, I I would go. I was going in the freshman year of high school, and my goal was to qualify for state because I didn't know what was going to happen, and I knew I was good. I didn't know what kind of good I was, and I surprised myself. I surprised myself throughout high school. Um, so in football, I football freshman year kind of hurt my ego a little bit because I thought I was good at football and I didn't get as much playing time as I thought I would be. And then Webb came in and he like he made me know football. Like mm. he is a really good coach. Absolutely. He definitely brought my potential out, and it made me found find success that I thought I would never find because I did not think I was going to be a first team all, all state running back junior and senior year. Yeah. Yeah. And. and Deservingly so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think it was your junior year, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. You probably know better than me. But I think it was your junior year there for a while. You led the state in yards. I think you ended up second mm-hmm. in the state. 2,400, 2,500 in that area. Yeah, and max preps, um, uh, it's not all accurate. But, like, I think I led – uh, I was be- definitely top five on max preps in the I nation. I think you were two when we checked. Oh, in, in the, the nation. nation. Okay, wow. Per, uh, wow. Uh, yards per game. It wow. It was like 600. Well, yeah, because that was. 600, it was like 240 something. 240 something. That was one thing I was looking at because we were kind of looking at max preps, you know, looking over some information, and it had showed that you were second in the state, and that I think compared to the guy first who had played like 15 games, yeah, they had made a deep a lot, run. A and I think you had played about nine or ten mm-hmm. games that year because you had missed a few. A lot and of people that were ahead of me played a lot more games. Than yeah, I, so. yeah. So that's that's impressive. So 
back to wrestling in high school, you know, your last two years, you had great success. Um, in your first two years, you had some success too. One thing I don't know that people realize is how'd you finish those two years? My freshman as far as year. yeah, as far as you you went to state in those, uh-huh. correct? So, I'm going to tell you guys a little story about freshman year. Okay. Um, so freshman year, I was undefeated all the way to the district championship. Okay. Um, I w- didn't know what to expect freshman year. I was pinning everyone. I broke a pin record. I was surprising myself. I was like, I didn't know I could do this. I was wrestling a pretty com- competitive weight division, 126, mm-hmm. um, and I was wrestling and i um my district championship match i i got the one seed over a state finalist um and i ended up meeting him in the finals and i was so nervous for the match i worked myself up because he only lost one match that year and the way that i got the first seed i pinned the kid that he majored or something Mm. so going into that match i was nervous like nervous you wouldn't even imagine i was shaking like i didn't i was a little freshman wrestling like a junior in high school right. a man versus a kid and going the match we're wrestling i get the first takedown on him i'm winning and then no energy i just all my adrenaline dumped out the door and then we get in a little scramble and he gets two some back points and I couldn't do anything. I got a couple points. It ended up being like seven to four. I lost. And um, going into state that following week, I trained my butt off because I was like, "There's no way I should be gassing." And right. a couple years later, I figured out that I had an adrenaline dump, and I worked myself up before the match. And then quarterfinals at state, um, I wrestled a two-time state champ, and he ended up no points first period, and then. Um, he got like a reversal, I think, and he rode me out. So it was like a 2-0 match, and I went to the backside. And at the hotel um, later that night, I was really mad at myself because I lost two matches and two tournaments. I was mad, and I ran like two miles. <laughs> and I go back on the backside, tech fall everyone to the uh, bubbles, and then there's a senior that was a decent wrestler, and I be- I beat him like 12-3. to and he was i made him cry after the match and and then that's awesome uh, third place match six zero beat him and yeah and then sophomore year um i'll tell you another story um this wasn't postseason or anything this is my actually i think my only regular season loss um that wasn't postseason loss so i only had one regular season loss um it was st michael's we didn't go to the battle that year because of COVID, so we went to like a bigger tournament with bigger schools. And I was um, supposed to wrestle this kid from Fulton, mm-hmm. two-timer, and he was really good. Um, committed to Mizzou, and we go in the match. Might I add, both of us got bloody nose. We were it was a dog fight, and we, it was zero zero, third period. 15 seconds left. I was riding and my forearms were shot. I couldn't, we were both sweaty. I couldn't grab anything. So I throw in legs. I never ride legs. I don't do any of that. And he ended up shaking me off and reversing me with like 15, 10 seconds left in the match and lost that. And it was just probably one of the best matches I've wrestled in high school, even though I lost. It was a good learning curve and it was good competition. So, and then I went on and won all the way to the state. Uh, championship. I wrestled this another two-timer, which was my last loss in high school. <laughs> Big dude, and it was two and a half, three years ago. And uh, he, 
that dude was jacked. Like, I was a slim, like, 38. Um, people thought I was 132, but I was 38, uh, 138. And uh, this dude was, like, jacked, like, juiced up. Like, I don't know if he was or not, but um, he was a senior. Um, he had one loss, I think. Um, and going into the match, I got the first takedown, like always. And you get to scrambling, he gets a cradle in reverse. And five-point move. And then I think I get a reversal or something. It's two. I get another two, and he does the same exact thing. Ten to four, I lose. And it was just demoralizing. I was like, I can't beat these two-time state champs. And then me think, I'm like, I got these next two years. I'm going to be a two-time state I say, and then you become one. Yeah, so that's a little story time. That's all right. I think it's funny that <laughs> you knew those four losses so detailed, right? Because yeah. they stick out, right? It's yeah. those things. I, I bet I can say, you know, when you wrestled that young man at whatever and you and you pinned him, blah, 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 you were like, eh, okay, yeah, sure. But the losses yeah. stick with you, don't yeah. they? I yeah, absolutely. They run constantly in my mind. I sure. think about what I could have done. Absolutely. That's how you get better. How, literally, losses are learning experiences. Absolutely. I don't, I don't like to call a loss a loss. They're how you learn. That's right. If you don't lose, you don't learn. That's It's exactly right. It's exactly right. So your junior year, what a crazy year that was. I mean, just amazing watching you out there. Not only did you run for, what did we say, 2,400 yards in, touchdowns. in football, and yeah. then you go straight into wrestling, which – you know, most people know this, but football leads straight in. And you had a long year. You're, yeah. You know, yeah, you had a deep were, playoff yeah, run playoffs, there. I think, and then you go into wrestling, which there's no break. I think I had um, – so I was coming in weighing like 150 – like, oh, what did I – I wrestled 152. So I was like one, excuse me, um, 165 junior okay. year. And I had to get down to 152 before the first meet. And it was like – I'm wanting to say a week and a half, two weeks. Away. Probably. And – so I do that, and then um, I make weight for that, and it was just a quick turnaround. It was crazy, and yeah. And that could sap your strength and oh, yeah. your and your endurance. And I ended up wrestling that mat. Uh, I remember this too. Um, I wrestled this kid from Oak Grove. He was a decent wrestler. Um, I I was mad at myself because I beat him twelve to zero, and I was wanting to tech fall him or pin him, right. and I was mad. And then he ended up going to state and doing really good at class two. I'm like, I, I honestly didn't know he was that good, and I like kind of uh, demoralized myself a little bit because I didn't get what I wanted out of the match. Right. So. And, 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 and that's and, well, a twelve to zero win, and that's not what I wanted. I yeah. mean, that just well, I know Grove has a great wrestling program. They are super good yeah. up there. They do a great job. But so we talked about your junior, how impressive that was. Then you go into your senior year again. Great year in football, doing so many things well. You go into wrestling, everybody, and again, expectations are high yeah. because of what you did your junior year. You get to the state final, and I don't want to, I don't want to um, diminish what you did all year. Super yeah. year, undefeated. Uh -huh. uh, you get up there, you're going in, and I believe, if I remember the story correctly, and again, I wasn't there, but. You're going into the championship match, and you have an injury. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you in your in your head? Okay, 
Um, so I'm gonna kind of yeah. reverse a little you bit. You bet. Hit the rewind button. Uh, okay, so I had another thought about another story. But okay, go ahead. Um, so senior year, um, I in football mm. postseason we played Windsor. And right. I was trying to squeeze. I was on defense. I was trying to squeeze through these two blockers, and one hit me in the shoulder, like right here. Okay. And I felt like my sh- uh, collarbone pop. Gotcha. And I blew it off like nothing. And then we get to wrestling, and I start wrestling a little bit. I'm like, man, my shoulder is just like killing me. Like it hurts so bad. And we got checked out. Had to. Uh, bone bruising and everything okay. and then okay. it just we thought it would go blow over and i uh start wrestling with it more and it just wouldn't stop i was like this has to be like ligament or something and we ended up getting uh, mri on it and everything and i had like a tear in my what's what's labrum a little tear in my labrum and i ended up wrestling at the battle i ended up wrestling the kid i wrestled my state championship match at the battles finals and Moral of the story, I wrestled that kid two times, both times injured with the shoulder the first time. Um, and we both we ended up going into overtime. That was a nail-biting match at the battle. It was crazy. And and then at the state championship um, semifinals, I wrestled this really good kid from Marceline. Um, he's beat everyone. That Actually, I'm going to rewind again. Um, so that district... That, there was three kids that could have won state in another district. Um, second, that could have got second. Um, and the number two kid ranks and number two ranked kid in the state ended up getting third at districts because he got he was beating the another kid and it kind of got upset like by another kid. It's kind of confusing, but he ended up getting third, and Marceline kid got second. Turn kid got. Uh, first. Okay. And that um, Gallington kid, the kid who, who was ranked number second, beat the Trenton kid all year, the one that I wrestled in my state finals match. Is that right? Uh-huh. And then we get the state brackets out, and the Gallington kid, I have second match. Okay. Yeah. So Early. I, I have the second ranked kid in the state second match, and I was just like, both years, I had to work for my state championship because my uh, first match, I wrestled the kid that got third. Okay. So I wrestled every. My junior year, I wrestled everyone in the bracket that placed. Really? Yes. Wow. My uh, senior year, um, first match at state, I wrestled. A, he wasn't all that, but I kind of got a break from sure. straight on that one. Right. Um, and then second match was a, a real a real good opponent. He um, was really good, athletic. He was kind of like me, athletic. Really good hips, strong. He was probably stronger than I was, but he was he was a good competitor. And I go in there, I'm nervous as all get out. I'm like, this is gonna be like state championship. Right. I gotta put my head on. And he was talking crap. I heard other people talking to me about how he said he was gonna beat me and everything. <laughs> Bad decision. There, I beat him eleven to zero. Awesome. Awesome. And then semifinals. <laughs> Ranking means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> semifinals. I get to another good opponent, Merceline kid. Merceline has a really good program. They mm-hmm. um, do. He he's really good. Um, I wrestle him. We're getting a scramble, and he he like kind of fakes a shot. I sprawl, and then he snaps me, and I try to catch myself. Mm. And my uh, my hand over rotated, and my thumb went straight into oh. the mat. And mm. I look at it for a split second. He comes at me. I throw him 
out of bounds i look at my thumb and it's like this way like this is my thumb awesome it's like that way yeah I'm like that's not right, right. out of place right and the trainer comes over they kind of put it into place i was trying to keep my cool no, sure no they got to put it in place no emotions um they put it it didn't pop back in place okay just, like kind of put it in place mm-hmm. and no emotions um you gotta fake it till you make it Never tell your opponent right. how you're feeling, um, so they'll break first before you break. Um, and then we get to wrestling. They're like, "You need it wrapped." I'm like, "No, I, I'm not hurt. No, I don't need it." Um, and then adrenaline carried me through that. And then we get to wrestling, and then I get a cradle on him, get a two, and then I'm beating him like um, eleven to zero. I think I wanted to say ten to zero. And then I get like a murky tripod, so I get a Merkel on him. I get like, it's a move, I hit it quick, and he hurt his elbow. Mm. And it, it would have been a three-point move, easy. Like, I would have gotten three points out of that. So I would have scored more points. It was like 10 to 1, and I would have gotten like, it would have been like 13 to 1. Um, but he kind of injured, like he said he tore something in there. But And then uh, it was into the match, I was on top, and... I hear a whistle from another match, and I stopped wrestling. Oh. And he reversed me. I'm like, what's going on? We're done, right? And right. then I look at him, and I'm like, oh, we're still wrestling. So I get over and roll over, and the match is over. So I end up beating him like 10 to 3. Um, and then we, and it's then we, hard in some of those arenas where there's a oh, match yeah. really close. Yeah, I you thought, bet. I thought the match was over because I look at the time. It was short sure. time, and I guess not. So we get to Chick-fil-A. We had like a long break. I have pictures on my phone of my hand just being a balloon. <laughs> Like, we will put those up on the screen for you to look at. It, it's <laughs> yeah. not that broken. I got you right. Yeah, I mean, it's I not get, that bad. I try to play it off because it's my last match. I'm sure. Like, I'm not hurt. And right. then I get to Chick-fil-A with my family. We, we're eating, and I go to pick up my cup, and um, I almost dropped it because literally sharp pain right, really? like, right through my body. I'm like, oh, Dad, I don't know if this is uh, going to be as good as I thought. Um, and in my state, my semifinals match, I go to pull my knee pad because I thought it was fine. I right. pull up my knee pad in sharp pain. I'm like, oh. oh. And uh, we get back to the arena because we're like, we probably should put ice on it after. We kept ice on it. Go back to the arena. They wrap it up. And we get it wrapped up. I'm, I can't, like, grab anything. Um, I'm trying to warm up for it. I have a good friend from Centralia. He mm. kind of warmed up with me. Around my same weight, he was supposed to. He won state last year, and he was trying to repeat, but he got pinned in the state uh, finals, so uh, semifinals, and he kind of helped me get warmed up. So did Coach Bice, and um, we get into the match, and I can't like every time I use my thumb, I would feel it grinding together and popping, mm. and like mm. all of that, all of it, and excuse me, and. I couldn't really do anything. This was just there. Uh-huh. I had to do, like, I had to just, like, club, and I couldn't really do anything. It was just there. And I just, I wrestled very conservative. In my head, I knew I could beat that kid. Like, I was coming in all confidence because the last two kids I just, like, beat pretty good can beat him more than one time. And I'm like, I can beat this kid. I was 100% confident going into the match, and... Even one-handed. Yeah, and I was like, I know I can beat him with my broken. I was talking to friends. I was like, I know I can beat him with a broken thumb, but I could a thousand percent beat him fully healthy. Like, right. And I was just wrestling conservative. I was in my own head, and 
ended up beating him down to the wire. He threw me. I knew it, what he was doing when he threw me. I was like, he's going to throw me. Don't throw me. Don't throw me. <laughs> oh, I got thrown, and I started scrambling. And I get behind him, look at the clock. It ran down. I'm like, that's the most clutch thing I've ever done in my life. I was so happy. And it was. Uh, and you're right-handed. Yeah. So on your more dominant hand, yes. you, ooh, yeah, yeah, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. So that's how's tough. the thumb now? So as you can see, I don't got this joint doesn't want to move. I got uh-huh. physical therapy tomorrow. I'm okay, supposed to be good. wearing a splint mm-hmm. to kind of stretch it out. Um, right. I've had two surgeries. Okay. Um, I might have to go to my orthopedic doctor next week. We don't know yet. Probably. Okay. Um, hopefully no more surgeries. Yeah. I hope not. Absolutely. So what ended up happening to it, I had, um, I think it's a UCL. Okay. Um, ligament right there. It keeps your thumb from going that. Mm-hmm. It helps you pull stuff in when mm-hmm. you pinch things. Uh-huh. Um, that was um, torn. Torn. And okay. Then, and then my uh, joint had two breaks on each side of it. Oh, okay. And they had to go in, take all the bone fragments out, put pins, everything in there, um, rotate it. It was also rotated. Oh, bad. okay. Like, so it was, twisted. It was, mm. it was all sorts of broken. Well. It was everything. Jacked up. Yeah. And I guess as you're wearing your Pitt State shirt, that's where you're going. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you were just trying to be more like the gorillas. You know, yeah. you were trying to get rid of the thumb. Yeah. Yeah. No, no opposable thumbs if you're out there. Uh-huh. I didn't know. Is that like an initiation thing? If you go to Pitt State, you got to break a thumb. Maybe. So, um, a lot of folks around have been kind of uh, in talking. And surprised a little bit that you weren't going to go on. Now, maybe after hearing that story, they go, oh, that makes yeah, a lot more sense now, right? Yeah. But obviously, uh, being so success- successful in high school with wrestling and football, but kind of surprised you weren't going to go and wrestle in college. Uh, what what kind of uh, determined that? And then what's your plan? Okay, so I'm going to tell you guys personally how I felt throughout sports and everything so i know i could have definitely went a big d2 like pretty good school for wrestling i know that well i think you probably could have went wherever you wanted to for wrestling yeah um so sophomore year i loved wrestling sophomore year it was kind of a down year for me because i cut a lot of weight um i was 10 pounds over almost every week it it was just draining for me and i just that was the year i just hated it i just wanted no part of wrestling i just didn't want to do it and that kind of carried on to junior year and then i want like my whole motivation was to win state and i got that senior year didn't want to wrestle at all i just was like i hate this sport like i had so much hatred towards it and um, i just wanted it to be over and then i really you know i could have wrestled in college but all along i didn't want to like i knew i um so wrestling wrestling year senior year of wrestling i started realizing i was thinking to myself uh i didn't want to let people down if Mm. i didn't do it and like i knew i was good and everyone loved to watch me and everything and i'm a i'm a people pleaser i love making people happy i love that i was just like and I wanted to play football in college. That's what I wanted okay. to do. Okay. But it wasn't worth it at the end of the day. Sure. I, it was going to end, and I didn't want to put my body through all that distress. Mm. And going against grown men, I'm 
160. I don't think it would have worked out, even though I probably had the skill set, not mm-hmm. like the body type for that. And wrestling, love-hate relationship, like I mentioned earlier, um, I just had a kind of deep talk with parents, coaches, and everything, and I'm like, I've got to do what's going to make myself happy. Absolutely. At the end of the day, not, it's yeah, about you. And not everyone else. I mean, college, I mean, it, it's going to help college get paid for, but at the end of the day, I just want to do what going to make myself happy because i know for a fact i would have been depressed Mm. if i went to college to wrestle because i was falling into that kind of thing in wrestling because i i couldn't do a lot of things i wanted to do in wrestling couldn't eat thanksgiving meals i know yeah that's part of it but that's not all of it i mean i've been doing it for so long Mm -hmm. 15 13 to 15 years that's a long time long time and i will miss it It, that's inevitable i'm gonna miss it i already miss it sure because i mean it's inevitable, but it's just it's time to hang up the shoes. Time for a new chapter. Well, and I tell you, you know what? It it's funny to hear you say that, and I'll tell you why. Every time I watched you, you look like a kid that the wrestling mat was your playground. You loved yeah. every second of being out there. That's what you look like, right? That was the appearance, right? And maybe it's because you were so good at it, yeah. right? If you're like. Uh-huh. That guy makes it look easy. Yeah. It looks like it's so much fun. But I do get it. I mean, uh, it, there is no sport, in my view, no sport that is so physically and mentally demanding as wrestling. Yeah. It's and, an amazing sport. And I'm going to say this as well. Um, being top tier mm. is very stressful. Sure. I felt like I had to win. And that's what kind of... It, it put a lot of stress on my shoulders because mm-hmm. I felt like I had to win for my community, my family, my sure. coaches, everything. And I, if I didn't win a championship, I don't know what I, like, I would have been like, it would, I don't know. And all that stress and everything builds up in someone. It builds up and it makes you not kind of want to do that yeah. thing Yeah, well, it but takes the joy out of it. It also makes you a better person at the end of the day, too. Well, and it also sounds like it It taught you at a, at a young age mm-hmm. that, how to manage expectations yes. because you deal with that, you know, outside of just sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but you deal with people putting so many expectations on you mm-hmm. and realizing it's about what I want to do and what's best for me. Yeah. And and in this conversation, it sounds like, you know, you've learned that, that, mm-hmm. you know, okay, maybe people expect me to go do this, but that's not what's best for me to do. Yeah. I'm going to do something else, which is exactly. the right attitude to have. Mm-hmm. So attending Pitt State. Yeah. Gonna start there in the fall. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's your what's your major gonna be? What's your future look like in as far as Pitt State's concerned? Okay, so I visited Pitt State back in the fall, and I kind of fell in love with it. It was kind of a high school vibey school, you know. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Really good business program. That's what I'm going to school for: business awesome. slash finance. Awesome. My um, goal job is to be um, a financial advisor. Awesome. And. I um, am in with the bank right now, Agent Bank, awesome bank, awesome people. I have great mentors, Tyler Bias, Keegan Miller. They're awesome mentors for me. They lead me into the right direction. Um, and if I ever doubt anything, decision-making or anything, I, I can always call them, ask them what That's to awesome. do in that situation. And it's it, it's a blessing, really, because mm. they have the best interests for me in their heart, and it's just going to steer me into um, it's going to make me excel in life so much better, like more. And it's 
it's awesome. Yeah, that that that's that's tremendous. And again, those mentors are hard to find. It is, especially ones that, like you say, have your best yeah. interest uh-huh. at heart. That's 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 super good. We have a fun ending segment that we do with all of our guests. You have gotten lucky enough to do our true or false segment. So I'm going to read you some true or false questions, and you just answer them to the best of your ability. Okay. True or false? The average man can run eight miles an hour. I was going off of what I like. I can do, but I'm going to say false. That is true. What? The average man. Now you're probably you're you're probably you'd get a speeding ticket. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> true or false? Turnip greens are America's most hated vegetable. I'm not good at guessing. Um, I'm just gonna say true. That is true. Okay. Turnip yeah. greens. I think radishes were like three on the list, which surprised me. I'm, and should I'm be. a radish fan. It should be um, higher on the list, probably. So this was a question Brad uh, wrote in here for you. Oh. You gave up, true or false, you gave up 10 points your junior year. <laughs> in wrestling? In uh-huh. wrestling. Um, I'm going to go with um, True. According to our information. Yeah, it could be wrong. Which we could be mistaken. I don't even know. But according to our information, you gave up seven points. I heard that. Your entire junior year. I don't know year. if that's right or not, but that's but what that's, I heard. That's impressive. That is I mean, really, come on, think about that. Yeah. Seven points would, the entire my, year. My dad and I would talk before tournaments, and he'd be like, no one scores when you do that. I'd be like, okay. And then some of the points were cuts. Right, right. give him a point. Right, right. And. I, that surprises me. I don't even know that. Yeah, I don't, yeah seven. I don't know for sure, but that's what yeah. we heard. Now, we've, this is the last one, and we've, we've hit on this one. I think you know the answer. True or false, you had 2,200 rushing yards your junior year in football. Rushing yards. No, is that what I said? I, I said wrestling yards. Is what it's oh, yeah, like wrestling. Uh, rushing, rushing yards. yards. Um, I'm going to... Say true, but I think it's false. It's false. You had yeah, twenty twenty four oh seven is yeah. what is what Max Preps had yeah, you at. Twenty four oh seven. That's that's a bunch of yards. Yeah. yeah. I surprised myself in that. Well, year. I gonna say when we played Lincoln that year, I had uh, I think four forty something, four sixty something, and yeah. scored six touchdowns. Yeah, it was. I was at that game when I was like, the week before. Are they not going to change Oakland? up? Right. And I had like 300 and something. Right. Like five or four touchdowns. You're like, they didn't watch that game? <laughs> right. Well, that's what I thought. thought no, they're not going to change up anything. They're going to go at this stock and let you – because it was, it was amazing to me. They would stop him on first down maybe, maybe, and then the next – you were out the back door, and I was like, whoop, they didn't stop him yeah. then. But, yeah. And, again, great job by your offensive line. I great. Know. Yeah, those guys. We, we didn't have the biggest – but we had, we worked. We had what we worked with. What we had, yep. and that's what matters, you know. I, well, and, and, and did a great job. Yeah, of it. they did. Yeah. And they, Coach Webb works with them a lot, and they drill um, technique in their head. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not the biggest, baddest out there, you can still have technique, and that will go so far. Absolutely, in any sport. Absolutely, that that what really is the key, right? Fundamentals. I, you know, you were talking about wrestling. Is that uh, you may not have been the strongest guy in in the in the circle but yet your technique oh yeah took you mm-hmm. over the top so yeah. 
But Tailgate TV wants to thank Brandon Patrick for being here with us today. We appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're a great young man. I hope you do great things. I know you will because, again, that drive and determination. And Tailgate TV would also like to thank our sponsor, Sonic, for um, sponsoring this portion of Tailgate TV. CNS Graphics is happy to once again be serving Butler and surrounding areas. We are back and ready to serve you. We specialize in poster-worthy sport edits, but can help assist you in any of your graphic design needs. Find us on Facebook today, or call or text Cody at 479-385-1120, and let us create a custom graphic that you can cherish for a lifetime. And remember, your graphics deserve to be cool and stylish. Welcome back to Tailgate TV. Uh, we are honored. We have my good friend, Chris Lamb, who has 35 plus years of coaching experience, the last 15 or so at my alma mater, Ozark Christian College. And last year, he may not tell you this, doesn't like to talk about himself, but he was inducted into the NCAA Hall of Fame. Uh, Chris, we're glad to have you joining us today. Well, thank you. It's, it's great to be here and good to see you again, Cody. Absolutely. So Ozark, it's not too far of a drive from us here at Butler. You're about an hour and a half south in Joplin. Can you talk a little bit about what makes playing at Ozark so different than any other school? Like, what do you think is so attractive about being an ambassador? Cody, that's a great question. I've been here almost 20 years now, and um, I continue to ask that question. How a school that only has ministry degrees um, continues to draw six, seven hundred students. Um, they've done a great job um, with staying on their mission. They don't waver from their mission. Uh, they have a great uh, constituent base, uh, alumni that continue to support the college. Um, they, they're they financially stable. They have no campus indebtedness, which is huge. Um, and they've got money to cover expenses, um, but I, I just think it's uh, relationships, the relationships that they have here uh, continues to draw students in. It's a great place for students to get started. Um, a lot of them don't stay for four years, but they get a year or two under their belt um, and then move on. Well, and I think that's what's awesome. You know, you hit on it. And as a graduate from there, you know, we unashamedly say Ozark is a Jesus school. But you go there for that. But while you're there, I mean, you're able to put together some good basketball teams, too. And that always is what amazes me is in doing that, you're still able to get athletes to play ball for you. Yeah, I've been really fortunate to get the athletes that have come here. And, and even when I was up in Nebraska, the athletes that came there to play, um, just great kids. You know, we get we get our bad apples. Uh, they don't last full season, or if they last the season, they don't get back a second season unless they change a little bit. But um, it's it's a ministry that we, we try to do to help uh, young people out. Yeah, that's awesome. Y'all were 23 and 12 last year. Um, and I noticed just kind of skimming through some information, you have a young man on your team from Hawaii. And I was going to say as a sideline, if you need help recruiting in Hawaii sometime, be glad to go with you. We, uh, Cody and I, you know, we'll, we'll clear up our schedule to do that. But uh, I think that's awesome because I noticed a lot of young men from Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, but yet, even New Mexico, Hawaii, Oregon, places like that. Uh, so uh, your recruiting is pretty far-reaching, seems like. And and I'm not going to take a lot of credit for that. Um, our recruiting is generally by uh, people in our churches. Uh, they'll find us. Um, 
you know, the young man from Hawaii just kind of found us. Um, we, I did not go over there and, and recruit him. I, I thought it was interesting this summer, we had over 400 people come through our basketball camps and our senior high boys camp. We had players from Florida and California that came out to the basketball camp. Um, I asked the gentleman from Florida, I said, how did you find us? He goes, I just researched summer basketball camps and brought my son out here. He's looking at Christian colleges um, and just had a great time. So I, I really don't travel a lot in, in recruiting. We can't give scholarships to people. Um, so, you know, we, we get what we can get. And uh, I think the school sells itself. Yeah, well, that's, you know, one thing they drill into you at Ozark, you know, the sun never sets on our alumni. You talk about, you know, the churches and the alumni that are able to. And, and I think that speaks to how good of an experience people get at the college, because then when you leave, you're still promoting it. You're still pushing people. You know, when I see kids all the time that are looking for somewhere to go, I'm like, hey, Ozark's a great place to go. And you have people all around the world that are doing that and pushing pushing people through. And some of them happen to be talented athletes as well. And, and uh, I'll tell you, and I, this is so totally off of the subject, but it is. And uh, I coached my daughter's basketball team when she was younger, and we came down to Ozark for a girls' camp, and that's been ooh, probably eight, nine years ago, something like that. And uh, the girls really enjoyed it. They learned a lot of things. They they had a good time, and uh, that was that was a really fun experience. And and I was really appreciative of you all putting on those camps. I thought that was really really good. Yeah, we enjoy we enjoy doing them. Um, so here in a few minutes, we're going to have a gentleman from Rich Hill come on our podcast, um, Magal. Magal is actually going to be joining your team next year. Can you tell us a little bit about what caught your eye about Magal and just kind of what that recruiting process was like? Well, Magal came to our basketball camp. Um, he didn't make it a year ago, but the year before that, he was at the basketball camp, and he caught our eye as just somebody who's very long. Absolutely. Um, talented. Um, has a dad who's a minister once again in one of our churches and kind of just stayed in touch with him and then he showed some interest and then that kind of started the process of staying in touch with him we went and watched him play and um, talked to him about possibly coming to Ozark uh, I think he's going to help us out a lot he's going to have a I think he, his learning curve is going to be really steep this year I think he is just going to move once he gets at this level um he played some. He was at our senior high boys camp working, and he played some, and just very impressive against the some of the college guys that we had here on uh, how well he can handle the ball and shoot it um, and rebound. He's he's going to have to learn how to play a little more physical than what he had to play at at Rich Hill or any high school anymore. I mean, the college game is just a little more physical than the high school game. But uh, I think McGall is going to have a, a a great career here at Ozark. Well, a little more physical, but also it's a little quicker. You know, you see that a lot, kids that maybe they were the fastest kid at their high school, and then they transition to the college level, and they're not the fast. They're still fast, but they're not the fastest kid anymore. So that always seems to kind of be a, a transition. Yes, and the game is just quicker just because of the shot clock. Correct. Right. You know, and I know we've talked about that a little bit this year. Uh, that was put up for a vote in high school here in Missouri, and it, it wasn't uh implemented but i think they're trying to get that yeah, i think it'll be but it will soon. benefit i think the college coaches as well because there won't be uh as far as that goes uh that much of a change between high school and college or at least they'll gear up toward that um so in, in speaking about mcgall 
again, quality kid and, and all the things you said about him are, are absolutely accurate. He's uh, long athletic. Um, so where do you see him kind of short-term and long-term on for your program? Uh, sh short-term, I see him coming in here and just trying to establish himself and where he would fit in our system. Uh, I mean, I can see him as a, as a three, maybe even a four at times. For what we do, for what we do in our offense, um, he just he gets out and runs the floor so well. Uh, even handles the basketball so well. Um, and I I think this year he'll just have to establish himself. But I look for him to uh, really do some good things. Uh, you know, sophomore year and then junior year, I think he's really going to stand out. Well, that was one thing we discussed too. You know, that first year is always a learning year. That first year is always just get your feet wet figure out the pace, figure out how to play at this level. And then if you stick with it, and I've seen, you know, go through your program, I've seen so many kids that when they stick it out and they play until they're, I think you got a senior on your team now who's turned into a heck of a ball player. And it's because they've stuck it out and they, they've let the game come to them and they've, and they've taken the coaching. And yeah, I, I could see McGall doing that tremendously if he sticks it out for three, four years. Yeah, I agree. Well, we have a fun ending segment that we like to do with all of our guests. And so we have for you prepared some over-under questions. <laughs> so I'm going to give you some numbers, and you're going to tell me if the correct answer is over or under. All right. So last year, did Ozark score over or under 85 points per game? Uh, I believe we were just under that. You were just over that. You were 86.7 and ranked fifth. In all the right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, you saved over or under five technical fouls by telling me to be quiet during my time at Ozark. Uh, that would be under. I, yeah, I think it was four. I counted them up. I think there were four <laughs> occasions. <laughs> four too many. Four times too many. In your career, you have over or under 600 wins. Uh, I should know that should be over. Yeah, it's over. I didn't know the number. I didn't know if you would know the number, but I knew it was over 600. It's. I, I just had to look this up last year for the Hall of Fame thing, and I think it was 630, 643, 642, and then with the 23 this year is like 665. That's, wow, that's, that's impressive. impressive. That is impressive. So final question. We were talking a little bit about how great you and Don both are for Ozark. Uh, I know you guys are instrumental in kind of my foundation when I was there and have been for, I think, a lot of people. And when we were talking about that, Brad asked me, he said, how long have you guys been married? And I said, I don't know. It's just a long time. Um, so over or under, you and Don have been married for 100 years. <laughs> I know that one. That's under. Okay. <laughs> do, you know the, do you know the number? It's 43 on July 18th, the day we get back, the day after we get back from Poland. Okay. Good for you guys. That's outstanding. Congratulations yeah. on that. Absolutely. And Tailgate TV, I'd like to thank Coach Lamb for being here. We appreciate you so much. I really enjoyed it. And I know uh, McGall's going to enjoy playing for you. And, uh, man, I, I, I'm excited to see him down there. I think he's going to – I'm like you. I, there's a lot of potential in that young man. I think he's going to reach it with your coaching. So we appreciate you being on. Tailgate TV would also like to thank O3 Customs for this – uh, sponsoring this portion on Tailgate TV. As people, we are in need, first and foremost, of a Savior. Though not nearly as much as a Savior, we are in need of community. Community to lift us up, to rejoice alongside, to weep with, and to be ministered to in whatever walk of life we are in. 
At Emmanuel Baptist Church, we are not the perfect church for the perfect person, but we are the church of the perfect Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Verse by verse, book by book preaching, contemporary worship, and multiple generations under one roof. We hope you'll join us sometime at Emmanuel Baptist Church, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings, 801 West Dakota Street, Butler. Welcome back to Tailgate TV, where we have a friend of the show, Magal Tull Case, and he is back-to-back District Player of the Year from Rich Hill, and he's going on to do some big things, and we're going to talk about that here a little bit later in the show, kind of what his future holds, but we're just really happy to have him in studio right now talking with us. We are. We're really excited about it. This young man uh, did such a good job. We were very fortunate to watch you a few times, and obviously down at prep, uh, the PrepCast station down at Rich Hill, the Tiger TV down there, they do a great job of bringing games. Yeah, they Enjoyed watching you a great deal. You, you, I could see your development over the years. It was so much fun to watch. Now we, well, we go ahead. I was gonna say there was even we enjoyed it so much. You know, me and Brad watch a lot of basketball mm-hmm. for PrepCast. We cover a lot of basketball. Uh-huh. We even went, we don't go to a lot of basketball games that we aren't covering. We get tired yeah, of it. Yeah. But that there was a game this year that we weren't covering, and we still said we want to go watch them. And it was the, the it was for the conference title. Oh, it was yeah. the uh, when Archie came down to Rich Hill in yeah. the dome down there, and we said we want to go watch that game. We want to go see what McGall's got. We want to go see what Archie's bringing down, and that that ended up being. A fun game, <laughs> yeah, and was I, something. y'all won by. I mean, there was. I think there was a little bit of uh, some tension there early on, and yeah. then you guys blew them out. I don't remember the total score, but I think you won by twenty or so points, and that was that was a fun game to watch. That was yeah, that was fun. Was, I, I'm sure it was a fun game to play in. It definitely was. It was pretty hyped the whole game. I mean, everybody was everywhere. You know, I mean, there was a couple things we could have done better, but that's like every game. So I mean, overall, it was, it was a great game. I had fun. So good. And we saw, again, trying to do a little bit of uh, investigative reporting here, but on something we saw, you're six foot three, but now you've told us you're six four, so you've grown a little bit. Yes, right? Sir. That's yep. good. That's yep. important. I'm still not convinced. I'm still debating that. <laughs> yeah, you look taller than six four. You really do. But uh, so, what did you enjoy? about playing at Rich Hill with your teammates and your coaching and things like that. And I know you play summer ball as well. Yep. I Yeah, so I played summer ball, or I just did summer league for Rich Hill. And that, okay. That was, um, I don't know, community in Rich Hill, is, it was, it's pretty good. I mean, I like it a lot. I love them. I mean, everybody's rooting for everyone, you know. Uh, let's see. We had – I had three different head coaches through my <laughs> high school career. So, I mean, like – And that, that's four years in high yeah, school. Yeah, so four that's... years. So, I mean <laughs> – Yes, majority, but overall, I mean, awesome. I I love Rich Hill, so, yep. I wish I had one more year, but I can't be a super senior. Right. Doesn't work in high school. Right. Well, I know they really enjoyed having you there. I know everybody I've talked to down there is just, you know, glowing over you. So, yeah. Yeah, even outside of basketball, just Mm -hmm. a stand-up guy, what you do around there. And, but, yeah, and, of course, on the basketball court, just being able to be dominant. And, I mean, Rich Hill had some success. I mean, which we're going to get into here in a little bit, but I mean, just watching you guys play, it was it was fun. It was, it was, it was a great time. And I've I, I kind of took a year off for being around the area, but I watched you, you know, younger, you know, your your freshman, your your sophomore season, and then when we came back this year to just watch the growth. 
I mean, you've really matured as a as a basketball player. You've yes. really grown and blossomed into a really talented player. Is there something that kind of just clicked? Like what what helped that transition and, and that growth? Man, I don't know. I think let's see, freshman year, I was uh I don't know. I didn't I didn't know a whole lot. Like I didn't know where I wanted to play, I didn't know what position I didn't want to play, I didn't know how I wanted to play. I didn't know one thing. I wanted to get rebounds. So that's kind of what got me playing times, just getting rebounds and rebounds and rebounds and finding my outlet. I think that's what kind of worked my way up to where I ended up being as a senior. But, I mean, most of all, I think it was just, I don't know, the heart I had to, for basketball winning. I mean, people don't like losing, but you have to learn how to lose. And I think that's one thing that kind of helped quite a bit. So learning how to lose and then learning from that. So, yep. I like that. Yeah. So last year, Rich Hill went 21-8. and eight. Undefeated conference champions, Appleton City tournament champions, yep. and district champions. So, boy, what a what a great year that was! I mean, twenty one and eight is is phenomenal. And then all those championships under your belt. What do you think you did to contribute to the success of the Rich Hill Tigers last year? I definitely think uh, standing up as a leader. You know, I mean, I was. Let's see. We only had two seniors on the team last year, and mm-hmm. I, I had to step up and be one of the leaders we had. So I know we had, like, a couple other leaders. When I was having an off night, there's other kids that step in, like Dalen Black, you know, all those guys. And I think just, like, a young core we had, the sophomore group we had, they were they were pretty good. They're, they did their thing. They played their roles. So I feel like everybody played their roles. So that's one thing that helped a lot. Well, it looked like the chemistry was great. I mean, it looked like you guys all genuinely just enjoy each other. And enjoy playing with each other. I mean, it looks like you're all just friends on and off the court. Exactly, yep. So, yeah, we we go to a buddy's house, and we have our little pickup games and play runs, you know, and everybody gets competitive, gets chirpy. But at the end of the day, I don't know, I don't know if you heard the quote, on the court we're not friends, but off the court we're friends. That's kind of how it was. You know, everybody went at each other. Nobody was scared to back down from anybody. So I think that's just one thing that helped. And then just playing with each other all the time, that's what kind of helped the chemistry quite a bit. But, yep. And huh. one one night that I thought was special that that I I uh, saw a lot about and heard a lot about was you had a night this year where you scored your thousandth career point. Yep. I believe it was on senior night. Yep. And it was on your birthday. It was. And yeah. and I know I talked to you leading up to the that. And you were like, you know, man, I'm 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 hoping to get my thousandth point this night. It's going to be you know great. Can you talk a little bit just about that experience and, and about how that felt? Man, so. Uh, it was a conference game. It was midway, and I was 38 points away from getting my 1,000 points. And, you know, I've never had a breakout game like I did, and 38 points was kind of up there. I That's was, a lot of points. I think the most I had before that was 26 or 28. So I was, like, kind of preparing for the next game, but I was trying to keep telling myself, like, don't look too far ahead because I know a lot of people that had their 1,000 points that talked to me. They're like, don't, don't worry about trying to get your 1,000 points. It'll come. When you start worrying about it, that's when you start scoring less. And I don't know. I just kind of – I stepped on the court and warm-up started. I couldn't hit a thing. I was airballing. <laughs> I was like, man, this is a rough night. But, you know, and then all the tension between, like, if I was going to win court warming king or not. and Which you did, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yep, so that yep, as well. Yep, Add that to the yep. list of accomplishments <laughs> for the night. Yeah, yeah so uh, I think it was like – Halftime, I, I had 22 points. I was going to say it was you had over 20 because I think we wa- we didn't go to that game, but we watched it mm-hmm. on yeah. PrepCast, and we were like, he's already got 22. Yeah, and I, I came out knocking down from 
deep and I was I was feeling myself and every five points or so I'd go look at my dad and I'd ask him how many points I had and he'd kind of like <laughs> mumble it to me and he's like you had this many points left and uh actually my mom my mom and dad were not prepared at all for me to get my thousand points that <laughs> night so they had to they had to ask somebody real quick to go get my thousand point sign because they didn't expect it to get it that night which no one really so they did. didn't even have it there with them nope That's they, awesome. yeah so and then yeah, I ended up winning Corman King at halftime and I came back and Everybody's like, you're having a game, you're having a game. And this is why I love my guys at Rich Hill because, you know, they just they just kept giving me the ball, kept yeah. giving me the ball. They kept saying, score, score, score. You know, this is your night. And I ended up having 39. So awesome. that, was, that was awesome. I still went home and bought a lottery ticket or something. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a fun game. Yeah, that's awesome. That, well, you couldn't, and you just, couldn't and ask you, for anything better. And you didn't miss. I mean, we were watching that. Yeah. I think I, I think we caught the second quarter on. Mm-hmm. And just especially you came out of halftime and you were so close. And it just you could tell. You could taste it. Uh-huh. And you were going for it. Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I was just, like, calm. I didn't I, – every shot I took, I just went back, played defense, tried to do the same thing over and over and over. So, you know, it was it was fun. But, yeah. I had a friend from Midway, and he, he didn't think – I was talking to him before the – that game, I was like, you should let me get my 1,000 points jokingly. He's like, oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> and I was just giving him a hard time since. Like, yeah, I got my 1,000 points but against you guys. He didn't tell you that was his birthday present to you? They let you do that for your birthday? <laughs> oh, no, he didn't tell me that part. <laughs> that's fun. That's, that's a great experience. So, in looking ahead, going down to Ozark Christian College and playing basketball. You're committed to them. Yes, sir. I know, uh, you know, we spoke with Coach Lamb, and he's excited about having you down there. Yeah. And uh, so what are you feeling about college? Are, are As far as basketball is concerned, obviously the, the yes, studying side is a whole other issue. But as far as college basketball, are you excited about it? A little bit of uh, – Oh, yeah, I'm super excited. You know, I – I went to a basketball camp last week, their high school basketball mm-hmm. camp, and I helped with that, and that was a blast. You know, there's some of the guys, that, some of the freshmen that I'll be, like, hanging out with the most, and all the upperclassmen just kind of welcomed, welcomed all the younger guys in. You know, I love Coach Lamb. I love Coach Harns. You know, they're they're cool guys. But, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm, I'm pumped. But, Good. That's awesome. What do you think? Great experience. Absolutely. What do you think? Is there is there certain things that you can say I've done at Rich Hill or Rich Hill's done for me that has prepared me to transition to this college basketball setting? I mean, do you feel equipped? What do you feel has gotten you prepared for it? Definitely, you know, uh, our our head coach he he always I always told him I wanted to play college basketball, and he he'd always ask me where, and he he'd always push me a little harder than some of the other guys, you know, saying like if this is your goal, we got to get that done, and you know. Uh, just like people around town kind of supporting me and stuff and working outside of the gym, running track. Track has definitely helped me a lot. My track coach, Damon Green. But I think, yeah, so just kind of. Which we hear a lot. That's not the first name on the – that's not the first time on the podcast Damon's name came up. You know, we, we've heard some good things about him down there and yeah. what he's doing in Rich Hill. Yeah, good program down there for the track program. They, definitely, they've definitely, yeah. done a good job. So what led you to Ozark? What was kind of the now? You're if I understand this right, you're doing the dual, you're doing Southern as well, correct? Yep, yep. So dual credit. So I'll start out at Ozark the first couple of years. And I'll kind of work my way into Missouri Southern. So okay. Yep. What was kind of the leading factor that drove you to Ozark? What what made you think that's where I want to be playing basketball, or that's where I want to be? So I 
it's not too far from home, you know, Joplin's not too far. And I think it was after freshman year that summer, yeah, I went to a basketball camp there. And that's, I kind of really had, I don't know, I had a great time there. I loved the coaching staff there. And I was, you know, I kind of popped out that that time there at that camp too. So I, don't know, I just kind of fell in love with it from the jump. But Just yeah. love it first sight, that's huh? Yeah. Just, that's where we're going to be. Well, we do have – a fun little ending segment okay. where we're going to get you with some questions. Right. Uh, so, what, yeah. so what are you going to be studying down there? I'm just curious. Okay, great question. Oh, so I'll be, I'm going to get my Bible degree at Ozark Christian College. Okay. And then Missouri Southern, I want to be a dental hygienist. So, really? That's yeah, awesome. That's, Good that's for you. For that'll, that'll be great. That'll be awesome. We have some would you rather questions. Okay. So we've got four of them here. <laughs> and we want to know what you would rather do. Would you rather win a dunk contest or win a three-point contest? Huh. Man. I, I could guess say, I'd say dunk contest. Okay. Yeah, I could see you contest. doing either. Definitely dunk contest. Yeah. Would you rather match up against a guard or a post? Post. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Definitely a post. They're slower. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was going to say, right? Oh, here was one Brad wanted to ask. Okay, I'll remember it. Go ahead. Would you rather, being a rich hill boy, would you rather eat at Swope's or eat at home with Mama's cooking? Oh. So you can't do that. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, why we did it. Am I going to get you in trouble here? No, at home. Definitely at home. Okay. My mom. She, okay. She knows what she's doing. So okay. My dad, so they both know what they're doing. All right. That's good. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. So, last question. But sometimes I'll meet, uh, I'll meet you at Swope's down there sometimes. Okay. <laughs> right. Brad loves going there for the milkshakes. Yes, I yeah. do. You know, it's by the time you get home, they're nice and you could actually drink them. They're not, they're not, <laughs> you know, those concrete ones, which are so good. They last forever. Would you rather block a shot or take a charge? Mm. That's See, a hard fre- one. Freshman year, definitely take a charge. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I love charges. And still, I'll, I'll take a charge, but uh, – I think I'm gonna go block. Okay. Yeah, block. Well, there's something about both of those that just gets you hyped. I yeah. mean, either yeah. way, it, there's not a wrong answer. Exactly. Well, we're gonna thank y'all for watching this segment of Tailgate TV. We're thankful that McGall came on and talked Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. Yep. Had a great time, and we also want to thank the Butler Chamber of Commerce for bringing you this segment of Tailgate TV. Thank you. Welcome back to Tailgate TV. Once again, it is, as always, one of our favorite segments where me and Brad just get to pick some of our favorite things. This is Tailgate Picks. Brad. Yes. Anticipation's waiting. Yes. Building. Yes. As we're waiting. Yes. What are we picking? Tonight, we are going to be picking our favorite, not best basketball players really important distinction there Very but our favorite basketball player someone we really enjoyed watching someone we enjoyed the way they play the game that kind of thing but now this is all nba we're not doing college right now we might do that in a later segment but right now this is just nba players uh our favorite basketball players Yes, and I don't, I don't know that we've discussed this very much. So anxious to uh, give you some heck about your picks, as I'm sure <laughs> there's going to be some in there I don't like. Well, 
You well, that's why you're you picking would, your you favorite. Would, you would be wrong if you said that. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, that's why, right? That's why it's your favorites. So I, uh, I'll jump into it. Okay. My pick number three. So we're going three, three to one. one. Okay, here we go. Pick number three, Arkansas Feller, Scotty Pippen. Best player the Bulls have ever had. I agree. And yeah, I pick Scotty because just so fun to watch. Fun to watch him play the Batman role when or the Robin role. Thank you mm-hmm. for the correction. Okay. But as he was debatably the second best player in the league. I think that's probably at that at that point when both Jordan and him were in their prime. Correct. There wasn't too many other superstars. Obviously, Barkley was there, but he was a little bit older, but right around that same time. Um, the bad boys in Detroit had kind of drifted away with age. Um, Patrick Ewing and the and the Knicks kind of were there, but not really tons. Well, And then, and then it, it was just a sprinkling around the area. Obviously, you had the Lakers were... Okay, at that point, but not great. That youth or age had caught up with them as well. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say the or the, the decision by him to stay in Chicago so big when he could have been the best player on any other team. Correct. That he was at. Correct. But he decided to stick on the one team with the one guy. You know, we talk about super teams and all that. Sure. Guys. We're not sure. Gonna do all that debate at the moment. Correct. But for him to be like, I'm going to stick with with Jordan. And play in this shadow when he didn't have to do that. That's great. And, of course, the fact that he is an Arkansas boy, went to University of Central Arkansas, played basketball there. I think we have some Butler alumni that are currently playing sports there, so shout out to them. Um, but, yeah, so Pippen, number three for me. I think that's a good pick. I like Scotty Pippen. I, I Again, I'm like you. You go to another team that maybe had better um, components around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. He might have been able to dethrone Jordan I don't for one of his six championships. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But obviously, he didn't. And uh, history is what it is: six na- or state uh, world championships, I should say. Brendan Patrick on our minds. We're talking yes, state champions yes, here, but that would have been so for me. Yes, sir. What do you got? Number three. All of. I was trying to think of all the things that this guy did. It looks like you're trying to justify it. No, 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 no. I was trying to think of how many things this guy has that so, that why I would even place him third, right, on my list. Okay. But again, it's about what you enjoy. Absolutely. One of the most unique shots in the game. Oh, I know where you're going with this. Undefendable. You could not, and this guy could hit it from 15 foot. He could hit it from two foot. Right hand, left hand. Right, exactly. Right handed, left handed, seven foot two, which makes this shot even more amazing. Undefeated through college, and he could only play at that time. Freshmen could not play varsity Mm -hmm. in um, college. So he played his sophomore, junior, senior year undefeated. Luel Cinder was his name in college, changed it later to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Again, went to different places. Obviously, I know him more when I grew up as a Laker. Um, 
won world championships with the Lakers in that time, and so much fun to watch him. Again, I, I got to only see him when he was kind of later, a um, little bit longer in the tooth, as they say. Mm-hmm. But, man, was that guy money. When he, when he got the ball, you just started to run to the other end. Yeah. Because it was incredible. The skyhook yeah. was. I And, you know, that's one thing. You see very few kids mm. emulate that skyhook. Mm. But the kids that you do see, it's. A, I had a kid. He was actually my roommate one semester in college at Ozark. Shout out Ozark again. But he was actually my roommate at Ozark, and he had a skyhook. And we would play intramurals together. He didn't play on the team or whatnot, but uh, he'd play in intramurals. You, you couldn't, you couldn't guard it. And and when you're seven foot two and you're an NBA caliber talent and you can do that shot, it it's stupid. And maybe a little bit close to my, my father. His nickname in high school because it's in the yearbook, Jim Hook Davis. Do you have that yearbook? My mom does. If we can find it, we're going to scan that page. It's going to be on your screen. My dad was... Uh, my dad's 6'4". Okay. Um, not short by any stretch. Yeah. Not not super tall. Obviously not 7'2". But both hands. And when I was in high school, we play, you know, honoriness, just, just playing around. And he'd go to that thing. And I'm... Either hand, and he like was that, so good at you it. If you don't stop, so that. good at it, and it was just. And again, my dad had probably hadn't played basketball in twenty years, and he comes right out and starts doing it. And I'm like, "What in the world? How do you not fall off that bike at some point?" Right? So amazing. My number two pick, and this, you know, we talk about favorite players, and even though I do think that this individual, in my opinion, is the most offensively, not even offensively, the most dominant force in NBA history. But I also think he's just one of the funnest dudes to watch. Even out, this this translates outside of basketball. Okay. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. That, you know, to watch TNT games right now. Fun. That's the best show on TV. It I don't care if you're talking sitcoms, game shows. I mean, watching Shaq and Ernie and uh, those guys. That's not who I thought you were going to say. And I was going to say, well, that's really a pick for another time as the most overrated NBA players. But go ahead. I, I like overrated players. Uh, yes, you I do. Think you know. <laughs> yes, you do. Um, but no, Shaq and just his <laughs> stories, his character, just who he is as a person. Not only is he one of my favorite basketball players, just one of my favorite personalities. To hear, you know, stories of him interacting with his kids and how his daughter came up one to him and, hey, dad, we're rich. And said, we're not rich, sugar. I'm, I'm rich. <laughs> You're not. But just the way he holds the record for the biggest purchase in Walmart history. When I think it was he got traded to, was it Orlando? Or he got traded somewhere and he went and purchased his whole apartment with a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff from Walmart in one trip. Just the stories and personality. I don't know how you spend $100,000 in Walmart. That, that takes some doing. You're Shaquille O'Neal. No, I'm not talking about the. I'm talking about how you find $100,000 worth of I think he's saying he's TVs, everything. He, he, it, he uh, must have went to a it, super, super Walmart. And I promise you that his apartment probably wasn't a small apartment to furnish. It could have been. <laughs> he could fit I it. I mean, yeah. I mean, his hind end can't sit in a normal-sized room. But yeah, his, Sha- his feet will hit the other wall. Yeah. He's a big guy. Shaquille O'Neal, my number two pick. I like it. My number two pick. Uh, 
big rivals with Kareem and the Lakers back in the 80s. Okay. And, again, and you like him more than Kareem, obviously. I do like him more than Kareem uh, for a couple of reasons. Um, one, I, I, as I said, I saw Kareem later in his career. I didn't see him through his prime. This guy I saw in his prime. Um, I saw him play uh, college basketball. Saw him in the pros. Uncanny. The... Ability he had to anticipate the basketball, and then his shooting ability was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And you'll hear all kinds of things you see on on different tweets or okay, different things. I, think I know that, where you're going now. It took, took me a minute to get there. That talk about him as a player and how other guys would laugh at him because he was he would tell you where he was going to shoot, I and then he exactly go do it. Going now, I think he just got wore green, didn't he? The legend. Yeah. As they call him, the legend, Larry Bird. Absolutely. Now, that would be the one that, you know, we don't always agree on stuff. No. Especially on picks. Right. That would be one I wouldn't mind having on my list. Larry, to me, was so phenomenal because, and again, I was a huge Laker fan. Lived in California at the time. Huge Laker fan. Loved him. Chick Hearn out there who did the play-by-play was phenomenal. Uh, so and that Laker team was so much fun to watch, but you knew not as fun as Larry though. You well, you knew at the end of it that Larry, Larry was going to be, be Larry. in the final, and you were going to have to play well to beat that Celtics team. And Larry Bird, obviously, being the the leader of that team and the left-handed game. I mean, the <laughs> that's crazy. Just the, think about the fact that he even thought that hey. You know, long road trip on this game. I'm going to play. I'm going to shoot every shot left handed and score forty. Then what he did? That's well, and he would do that before the road trips. He would say, "I'm going to. I'm going to average thirty five five. I'm going to average this this road trip. Yeah, and then do it. Crazy. And it, it's ridiculous. That, that, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I'm, I'm ex- with that. That makes me excited and anxious to see your one. Okay. My one. Mm-hmm. We're going to stay in green. Okay. Oh, new green. New green. Yeah. But we're going to go, and, and this is where we caveat that this is not, we don't, these aren't the players we think are the best in the world. Right. No, these no. aren't top three right. skills. Right. And, and this for me, I, I guess I'll, I'll prelude it with this. Okay. You talked about some of your favorites and ones you watched in their prime. Right. So Pippen for me, never watched Pippen play. Oh, okay. Up. Okay. I mean, I okay. watched rerun, but of course. he didn't play for me. I got you. Shaq was kind of like you with, Akeem saw him at the end. Right. Oh, Kareem. Yeah. Kareem. Yeah. yeah. My bad. No, went, yeah. Elijah Wan went different. But yeah, I saw him at the end of his career. Okay. Didn't ever watch. You know, with the Lakers, that was kind of okay. Magic. Didn't see that very much. Okay. This guy watched in his prime. Okay. Won championships for the Green in his prime. Okay. Rajon Rondo. Okay. And the way I've always been a facilitator. Okay. I've always enjoyed moving the basketball. Okay. And the way that he – there was multiple playoffs games. He'd have 20, 24, 22, 21 assists. Right. On their road to the finals. Right. And he wasn't always the best player on the team. You know, that's why they had Garnett and Pierce and Allen that were knocking down the shots. But the way that he would get them the basketball and the way he would move with the basketball, it, it was beautiful to watch. I like it. I like it. So, Rajon Rondo is my number one favorite basketball player okay. all right. of all time. 
heard you have a jersey. I, you know, I was going to wear it, but our uh, show, our, honestly, our show fashion uh, designer would not let me. She went into my closet and said, you're not wearing that. Good decision on, on her part. So, yeah, we'll have to have a talk. Uh, we may, we're actually taking applications for new fashion advisors <laughs> to Tailgate TV. Um, <laughs> if you would let me wear a Celtics jersey. You're already show, out. <laughs> then you are at the top of the list. <laughs> So my number one, and again, don't think and, he's and the greatest player. Number two, I'm yeah. Who's your number think, one? But you talked about facilitators. Okay. You know, I can think of a Is lot. This a level of Larry? Is this where you're going? Maybe, but there's a lot okay. of facilitators in basketball that I really enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, Young man that played for Sacramento with uh, with Chris Weber, and I cannot think of that young man's name. Uh, he he would throw the ball behind his back and then hit it with his elbow. I can't think of that kid's name, but that guy was phenomenal. So good. So much fun to watch. But, again, because of my age, when I really started paying attention seriously to basketball, Irvin Magic Johnson was go. the best point guard slash small forward slash power forward slash never point guard or never never a off guard never a shooting guard no but no, 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 center you know his his rookie year Kareem got hurt he had to play center in a game they won that game with a hook shot by the way I wonder where you learned that I don't know but I'm gonna tell you Magic Johnson. So enjoy, and I, you know, you talk about personalities. Magic oh. has a personality. He could sell. Never watched him play, you know, live, of course. You know, right. seen reruns, seen highlights. Right. But do know him as a personality. Yeah. Know him as an analyst and love him. Now, I do have to say, I, I don't like that you only have one green pick and you got two L.A. picks. Well, that's, I mean, we that's do the way like I that. work. So, yeah, I don't. Because I, I wasn't going to pick Danny Ainge. When I, 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 I better add my Shaq pick. Let's say anything except the uh, the L.A. Shaq. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just going to tell you, Magic Johnson, for me, that guy could sell heating pads in the Bahamas. That guy makes you like him and still stick a dagger in you when he needed to. Uh, the way, And then, obviously, cut his career short with, with – uh, all his issues. Yeah, the issues that he had, the HIV and the other things. But I'm going to tell you, that man was so good for the game of basketball. And oh, that's really what fun. I liked about Larry and Magic, that rivalry oh. and that play against each other because they le- elevated their games against each other. They, they could smoke well, everybody else, but, boy, when they played each other, those were great games. And I think, and without getting too far in depth about NBA sure. basketball, cause that's course. not what we're trying to do here. Right. But – I think that when basketball in the NBA is at its peak is when the Lakers and the Celtics are having are good. Because you see that historic that was, you know, 
the times I remember falling in love with basketball was when Rondo and Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were playing for the Celtics, and you had uh, Kobe Bryant, whoever was with him at the time, with the Celtic or with the Lakers, going against each other. And you look throughout history; that's always kind of the height of basketball is when those two clubs are going against each other. Yeah, and you have that East Coast West Coast, you know, kind of thing, right? Everybody on the East Coast and the Eastern Conference can do that. Western Conference. Roots for the Lakers for the most part. And it is, it's a lot more fun when you have those those rivalries. What I enjoyed about the rivalry the most was uh, in that time, you know, there were six guys on both those teams that were quality, quality, quality. players. You didn't have three star players right. and then a bunch of G-leaguers. Right, right. Or Which a bunch is, of guys that stand on the outside and don't throw yeah, me the basketball. Oh, we got three and D guys and that's it. Right. No, but well, this will do it for this uh, edition of Tailgate TV. We're so glad we had some, I feel like we had some awesome guests on this show. So we want to thank everybody that came on and talked with us. We want to thank everybody who watched us. We also want to say that we have some really fun episodes coming up. Uh, not quite going to tease that just yet, but man, make sure you're staying tuned because we have some fun, different stuff we're going to throw at you. And if you want to be on the Tailgate team, if you want to get involved in this, if you want to sponsor this, if you want to come on the podcast, if you got some ideas for us, if you want to be a part of the tailgate, if you want to uh, uh, join us, let us know. Well, we also have some advertising packages. We also want to thank our sponsors that have been hooking us up. Sonic from the very beginning. Mid-America from the very beginning. Um, CNS Graphics, Butler Chamber of Commerce, Emanuel Baptist Church, O3 Customs, and I don't know, I'm probably forgetting people here, Brad, but we have really been blessed with the community coming around us, uh, supporting us, and we just want to thank y'all for that, and we'll catch you next time on Tailgate TV. Dancing with the radio, well, yeah, it's good to be back, it's good to be back, it's good to be back in a tailgate dance. Tailgate down. It's good to be back in a tailgate down.